get up, get, get up, get up. Oh my God, what a deep breath we can take. My goodness. What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Messed Up Podcast, episode number 136. After this insane Marlin series, I mean, wow, 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 wow. What a game. Lots to talk about, despite there only being two games. We'll still find a way to make this an hour long. We always do. But boy, oh boy, does it feel so much better to be talking about the series on this episode after the Mets pulled a win just completely out of their ass there in game two. It was unbelievable. It was really, it was a hectic game. We're going to talk about everything here. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun episode. It's going to be a fun episode because the Mets are in first place. One game, the Atlanta Braves lost to the Nationals. We're feeling a whole lot better going into that Atlanta series. Of course, guys, if you're liking what you're seeing over here, make sure you follow us on all our social media at MetsUp. That's on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you're watching us on YouTube, the New York Mets YouTube channel, make sure you go over there and subscribe. And if you're listening to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts, drop us a rating, drop us a review, download, and subscribe. James, how are you feeling? I don't even have words to describe how I'm feeling. Between the Mets comeback, my nine hot dogs I had to eat during the game, yeah. I lost home run derby, just realizing real time right before we began that I lost another estimate. That's because, tough. Because Don Manning will use seven pitchers in the game where his starter went six innings. It's Donnie baseball. Listen. It doesn't make any sense. It's, Don, it's almost impossible with this new rule. Don Mattingly's possible last game ever at City Field, at least as a manager of the Marlins it is, he had to what, do... Think be like a groundskeeper or something? Nah, he might get a job somewhere. He gets jobs every every single time, but... As his last game as Marlins manager at City Field, you knew he had to go out swinging, and that he did by using how many? What, what was it? Seven? Seven pitchers. No pitcher after the seventh inning threw a complete inning for the That's Marlins. That's awesome. That's so this ma- this managing. Me and you were talking about it. We li- we found this out in real time about two minutes before the podcast started because John was going over the numbers, and it turns out your boy won, which we'll, we'll talk more about the estimate later, of course. But I was very much under the impression that you won this one. We, and talk, that, we talked about it Yeah, I was, like, I was like, you won this. I don't yeah. even care that technically one of the pitching changes doesn't count because Don Mattingly didn't make it because he got tossed in game one. You had a little bit of a cushion there, and all of a sudden, Donnie Baseball really came through for his boy over here. Must be a big Dravnik Mark fan. Before we get into it, just Tanner Scott, third of an inning. Richard Blyer, two-thirds of an inning. Andrew Nardi, one-third of an inning. Jeff Brigham Young, two-thirds of an inning. <laughs> and Dylan Floro, our king, one-third of an the inning. The only guy that had a clean inning was Huascar Brazoban, whose name I will never Never get enough of saying. It's just an electric name. As all of those guys I just named, the Mets had two combined hard hit balls against. (laughs) And Don Manning kept pulling them out. Donnie Baseball, man. Donnie Baseball, he would not let the New York Mets fans leave without remembering Donnie Baseball. And boy, oh boy, was it in full effect this weekend. Now... Weekend, week. Oh, my God. Weekday. Dude, I don't know what day it is. I'm s- Today was actually the first day I felt normal since the weekend in the three games in 24 hours. And... I, I mean, it's going to be a late night. It's midnight. We just started recording. <laughs> the Mets had to give us an extra inning game in a two-game series. They had to give us a lot to talk about because if they did lose this game, there's a good chance we were going to talk for about 15 minutes and go home. But yeah, and just curse and say th- bad things. This win changes everything. I mean, first off, to talk about your night, even. Yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't checked it out, on Instagram we posted the video. We're trying to get it posted on Twitter, but there's an annoying time limit of 140 seconds. We got to 150. We're going to cut it down. <laughs> but we did a home run derby at MLB Network. As you guys know, we mentioned it last episode. Watch it there. I ended up winning, so James had to do the punishment for losing, which was eat a hot dog every inning for the entire game. Nine innings, of course. You did not eat one in the 10th, no, right? I, well, I stepped out. And there was also, there was no, there wasn't a 10th hot dog available. We had all the nine hot dogs, like, allotted. So there was nowhere to get a 10th hot dog. Shout we, out to Kim for helping us yeah, out. Shout out to Kim the Media Cafe. Shout out John for getting the wrong buns. Yeah. What do you uh, mean the wrong buns? Well, John, the buns that you got. I, I understand the guy told you they were gluten-free. <laughs> very blatantly the, gluten The actual hot dog buns were filled with gluten. So much uh, gluten. Steeped with gluten. But well, What about these? These are these are good, right? These you know, right here. The burger buns... Enough. The burger buns did well. We were toasting them. They're, we were running uh, in between. Yeah. We were running in between the visiting Spanish broadcast booth, which we've made our home, and <laughs> and the production office because we had to toast buns for James as he was running to get hot dogs. Yeah. We had to heat up the hot dogs after the fifth inning because, yeah, because we were just, the media cafe closed the end of the fifth inning. How were the hot dogs, honestly? Fine. It's a hot dog. Yeah. How, how do you feel, though? I feel way better than I did a little while ago. Okay. When, we were, when we were in the seventh inning and the Mets were losing... And I was like seven hot dogs deep with a few to go. I was in bad shape. I yeah. Could, 
I like, couldn't even keep my eyes open. I mean, I had the, a headache. The amount of nitrates. I heard that <laughs> word a lot tonight, more than I ever expected. I don't even know what nitrate is. Yeah, what is a nitrate? Is it like gas? Sodium's what's killing me. Yeah, a lot I'm of sodium. In, nitrates are um, natural chemicals that are found in the soil, air, and water. There's so much Nitrates water. are also used as a food additive to stop the growth of bacteria and enhance the flavor and <laughs> color of foods. That doesn't sound like anything you should be eating. This is, this is a chemical that enhances the flavor and color while killing bacteria. I'm not going to have a coherent poop for three days. <laughs> <laughs> man, oh man. Yeah, this was a crazy one. I mean, let's just, we're going to talk a lot about game two. So let's just rip the band aid off and talk about game one real quick so Briefly. we don't have to think about it anymore. Big stuff here. Pete got his 40th home run of the season. Yes. First player since 2017 as well to have 131 RBIs on the season. That was done by Giancarlo, aka Mike. Formerly Stanton. Mike. I yeah. think he was Giancarlo at the time, though. No, he was Giancarlo at the time. We went over that also before the show. One of the most prolific power hitters. In the history of the New York Yankees, Giancarlo Stanton. Of course, yeah. This I happened mean, before he we went there, of course. is right before they bought him. But cool to see Pete get that home run. He was very excited when that happened. Um, otherwise, this game was completely brutal. The Mets only had four hits, five hard-hit balls. Yeah, I was there. And it was about as bad vibes as I can remember at the stadium. And tight. Uh, tight. Very, very tight. Didn't feel good. Uh, going down early also didn't help with the fans because... A little ornery. A little ornery on a Tuesday night. I understood it, though, because... It made sense. The Marlins, they... And now we don't play them anymore, I can say this. The Marlins stink. Awful. They're such a bad team. They're so, so bad. So the fact they went down early against the Marlins really stunk. And it wasn't like, it was a a painful first inning. It was a lot of walks, a lot of guys on, a lot of cheap hits. It wasn't just like a couple home runs or a walk and a home run. Shout out to City Deli, though. That was pretty cool. Yes. Mets installed, uh, is it actually called City Deli or Amazing Deli? Amazing Amazing Deli. Deli. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, like this... New, like, gear shop that also is, like, a great place to take pictures in front of out in left field. Very cool looking. Yes. It, if you guys have been at the game and you've seen the intro, the hype video before they take the field with uh, Jakey Cho giving the intro, you would see the Amazing Deli. And I think they use it in other videos as well. But uh, they've now put it in the stadium, and it's going to be here for a while. So it's a really cool photo opportunity for you guys. If you're on Instagram, you should be following Metzed Up so you can see Jakey – or Jake. <laughs> so you can see James eat nine hot dogs. Yeah, middle finger that one. <laughs> appropriate. But – you, you got to see that. We're going to save it. So it will be up on our page as a highlight. So you guys don't that's miss that, out. That's very serious. Oh, I'm highlighting that 100%. And also, you had the ups and downs of that game. But again, back yeah, to no, game. Also, we had the celebration too and everything. Yeah. Back to game one, though. Carrasco was rough. I mean, just, just couldn't put hitters away. I mean, he basically, this has kind of been a worrying trend for Carrasco where, one, he's been losing velocity. He was down almost two full ticks on Tuesday night, and he also was not throwing any sliders. Had no feel for the pitch. No, it was a lot so of change-ups early. It was only fastballs and change-ups. For a little while, he was dotting them up, but then he kind of lost track of the bottom of the zone, and he just wasn't able to get guys da- get guys out, really. I mean, you got to also remember, too, like with Carrasco, the last time he threw over 100 innings was 2018. So he threw 80 in 2019, 68 in 2020, 53 and two-thirds in 2021. So 148 innings on the year. If you would have told me that Carlos Carrasco was going to pitch 150 with a 3-4 ERA, 15 wins on the season. Sign me up all day. For sure. And he's, he's even got the FIP, half run lower in his ERA. You yeah. can't, we can't let these last three weeks take away from how much Carrasco has achieved and it's like how important he's been for this team all so year. So valuable. But it does open up a pretty interesting discussion because we're going to talk about Taiwan in a second. But Taiwan's velocity was up, actually. Which is great. On, uh, on Wednesday night. He had one of his best whiff starts of the whole season with 20 swings and misses. Lots of splitters. And uh, and sliders. It's really hard for me to talk while these hot dogs in my stomach right now. I'm really not coherent, but it's gonna, it's gonna be an interesting conversation there. But that's really all we. Can, I can't really. I, I can't believe. It. Like I really actually feel like like kind of drunk. Like I didn't have. I didn't have the. I didn't have whiff alcohol tonight. It's, it's all those natural chemicals inside your body. Hot that dog. Are, I can't tell you last time I ate a hot dog. Yeah, I'm usually. I didn't eat a single hot dog tonight, which is that's, weird for me because I'm usually a hot dog a game. Hmm. But instead, I decided to have. What did I eat today? Oh, I had meatballs. Yeah, you that was balls. an interesting move. That's a that's a very underrated food spot in City Field. The, yeah, the like the Italian delicatessen in the corner of the gluten free shop. Yes, it's all the way in right it's field. Hidden. And Melvin, no one knows it's there. It's good. Melvin out there. Yes, the guy who's making the sandwiches is an absolute An-artisan. legend. Artisan, exemplary, exemplary empo- employee of the New York Mets. He's fantastic. I love the, Melvin. Gets the fellas free porchetta from time to time. A great, a great cut of pork. Good dude. Makes a, makes a mean sandwich, and he gave me a nice meatball cu- a meatball cup. He was cutting up the pieces of. And they do this for every meatball cup. It wasn't special for Mark, but he's cutting up the pieces of, like, Italian bread and, like, wedging them into the edges of the cup with the one basil leaf on top. It's and, exquisite. And let me tell you, the bread with the sauce dipped in there, it was yeah. beautiful. It was, no, it was great. Chef's kiss. I'm, also, I'm, I'm glad you got to enjoy your food tonight. Yeah, I did. Also, <laughs> actually, shout out to John. Thank you for those non-gluten-free hot dog buns because I, I made my own little meatball sandwich with those, mashing up the meatballs. So, so let me ask you this question because I really know nothing about gluten-free foods at all. Mm-hmm. I'm a big gluten guy. As a Gluten's matter of fact. great. <laughs> 
Johnny Gluten. John, yeah, sure. Um, what is the marking that I'm looking for? Like next time you don't hit a home it, run somewhere, it'll just, <laughs> what am I looking for? It'll say GF. And, uh, you, and there can't be flour and wheat. Oh, so the enriched, enriched was a giveaway. Yeah, the ri- it's flour. Into the mic. I mean, I'm like into the mic enough, right? <laughs> I, guys, I'm not, I'm not even here right now. I'm levitating above, yeah, the, above this studio. Let's cut James some slack. I'm, James, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm proud of I'll you. I'll cut him slack. Nine dogs. I'm proud of you, too. That's, that's quite the accomplishment. That's good. Nine dogs. A- everyone in production was mortified. Yeah. It, it was, it, you've become, I think, a bit of a, a legend now. A bit of an icon. A bit yeah, of an I icon, because so. you're the guy who's eating nine hot dogs. Imagine, I when, imagine when I walk in tuxedo on opening day. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. You're having a rough go of it. I can't win. I mean, your boy's on an absolute. Either. Oh my I mean, God. just can't miss. We won't talk about that. Anyway, extra innings. Game one, just to wrap it up here, David Peterson came in in relief for two innings. Looked good. Yeah. Love to see David Peterson looking more comfortable in the relief role. Tyler McGill also came into the game, looked a little rough, Not walking so the first two guys, but he did end it with a couple strikeouts. So, I mean, this is also McGill coming back from an injury that has been out for a long time, having to get comfortable in a new role. These are going to be the growing pains that you see with Tyler McGill, but obviously we know that the bullpen can be a really, really valuable spot for him. And, again, a lot of these guys are jockeying for position right now. We're going to talk about it, but Drew Smith came back and threw an unbelievably important inning in Game 2. Michael Gibbons is going to come back at some point. Yes, Michael Gibbons is pitching well before he went on the COVID IL. So there's going to be a lot of interesting decisions to have to be made with both this bullpen and this bench as we head into next week. But there's a little bit of time before that happens. Last thing I want to mention, too, Edwin Diaz came in in Game 1, which I loved. I was talking to my friends Ernie and Drew, who I was at the game with, and I was like, no matter what the score is, no matter what time it is, Edwin Diaz needs to come into this game. He's only pitched, what, five or six times in the month of no- uh, September hasn't been much before game one he just need to get work he should pitch i was like he should pitch both games a series you have a day off on thursday use it i'm glad he came in and he struck out the side yeah i mean again he also struck out the side on wednesday night yep let's talk about wednesday night that's that's the game i mean yeah the the atmosphere was all over the place at the start it was it was bad i even tweeted i was like bad vibes don't like this after game two just again like that game one i mean anthony tacoma put out a tweet saying the paid attendance at city field tonight was 29,067. The actual crowd looks far less substantial. Since Labor Day, the Mets have cracked 30K for a home game just twice, and one of those is Gary Cohen bobblehead day. And I gotta I gotta say, I have a little fight back with game one being there. It, it looked like more than like it looked like that number. Because the, the lower section was pretty on much. On TV, full. it felt it felt like it was pretty empty. Listen, the upper decks are always gonna be empty, especially during the weekday. For sure. I agree though. It's I would love to see more fans at the stadium because uh, you know, it's it's these are playoff games. You know, it's, it's, it's really shocking that it wasn't more crowd. Tonight, literally, Wednesday night was a playoff game. 100%. There's no, there's no doubt about it. It was a game that if you lost, it was going to drastically change your standing for the rest of the season. 100%. Drastically. Mets are in a way better position winning this game than they were if they were to have lost. But, yeah, I was I was expecting a few more people, but also, I don't know, with this, this September's been so weird with us, and it is the Marlins, but I hate that because the game matters. I don't know. It depends. I, I know a lot of people, it's hard to come to games, too. It's it not, is. It's it not is, easy for everybody. Night. I get it. Like, unless you're living in the city, it is difficult. But, like, a lot of people are just, like, saying things about, like, parking and trains. <laughs> parking and trains. Yeah, funny. I sent Mark a tweet this morning. One person commented under that tweet saying, like, they couldn't deal with the parking and the trains. I was like, you almost <laughs> never have to deal with both. <laughs> you can't do both. It's, that's really a one or the other situation right there. Same with food. Like, we've... Mark Brown's last. I'm packing my own food for games forever. James brought in pad Thai last year. To I which, that was this year, actually. Was that this that year? That was this season. Oh, my gosh. I know. That's how long wow, it's been. Wow, that feels a long I mean, season. That the, was like May. The seasons feel like they've split up from when we weren't with the Mets yeah. to where we are with the Mets. So that's how uh, Tyler McGill's mom became, yes. became yes. friendly with yeah, yeah, the that's podcast. How she, that's how she followed me. We started, we started talking after that. Yeah. yeah. but oh, Very nice. Game two, it was good. A lot better. Also, we met a, a fan from Germany. Yes. Dennis Hurts. Shout out Dennis Hurts. We have his threadhead ready to post. It's saved as a draft. We forgot and I started eating the hot dogs and then it felt weird to post his threadhead in between in between the hot dog ordeal. Like it wasn't gonna be like James Easter third hot dog. Look at this Wilson Ramos jersey. <laughs> but Dennis Hurts, big fan from Germany. Shout him out. But if anything he said 10, 12 years now, yeah. he he is not even kidding, the king of the threadheads. If we had a crown, I'd give it to him right now. He has a Jason Pryde jersey. He has a Josh Edgen jersey. Who he else? had three Manny Acosta jerseys. Three! This I mean, is, this is the threadhead. We've been doing this whole thing looking for him. So shout out, Dennis. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did, Messed you, guys, up. Global. did you guys ask, like, what, what got... Why does he have three Manny Acosta jerseys and how he... Like, you got to be a special I, kind of a person. That was though. nine hot dogs ago. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> to All be right, fair, so, Mark, you were clear-headed. I was clear-headed. Uh, you know, we didn't ask. He was very talkative about telling us what jerseys he's had. No and stories. It, and it got to the point where, like, and then he was telling us about how he became a Met fan, which was cool. He, like, his, the person he was with, I don't know what the relationship was there. Got nothing. But was friends with the former Mets 
clubhouse team manager and the way they became friends with this guy was because he had tickets to a game and he invited him he's like i'm going to a double header with a guy that hates me and then they just ended up bonding over the mets that's how i became a mets fan which is cool because he was over from germany didn't get into how he bought those jerseys you know next what time i think dennis is going to be here he says he's living in charlotte and hopes to come to more games yes the next time dennis is here you find us we're going to ask you why you have these jerseys because it is a good question and he'll certainly be at some of those nationals games he says in new york for uh, two months now so yes. maybe we don't know if we'll be but yeah I, yeah I, you know what i would love to not be here because that means the it's over clips, yeah it's over I would, it, it, give us a break scrape me off the floor <laughs> of the hairy lemon all right so game one game or game one game two now <laughs> game two Jeez. game two started off really poorly yeah. because i mean it was it was we're trading zeros at first how walker was hastily Cesar, though. Jesus. I can't even say That's Jesus. That's a tough Lazar name for you. <laughs> that with the list, it's a little bit of a Jesus tough name. Jesus Lazar, though. There you go. Wow, that was rough. And my hot dogs. I can't even say the one after, like, two hot dogs. No. Nine hot dogs is rough. But him and Taiwan were trading zeros. They both look very good. Lazaro though, is kind of the kind of pitcher where you know from the jump whether he has it or not. Boy, whether you can it. command his fastball, the slider, the changeup. Or is, is it catching a curveball? Don't it's, know. It's classified as each. I don't know. Jesus Lazardo. It's really is hard to scroll through this on Savant because they mounds you seven pitchers tonight. Jesus Lazardo is a guy that I stopped caring about because he's been giving so many opportunities, and I know he's gonna he's gonna find it for like a year. What do you think his ERA is now? The year's over. I don't know. Three eight. Three five. Okay. Yeah. It's like, a good year. It's a great year. Yeah. But it's just like he was supposed to be like the next great lefty starter, and he's probably gonna have a year sprinkled in somewhere where he's gonna be an all star. I, I don't doubt it because his stuff is disgusting. His stuff is incredible. But I, I, I have to stop caring about him because I've cared too much for too many years. I have so many Jesus Lazardo autographs, it's ridiculous. But they each look good for the first few innings, went back and forth. And then Met Killer and president of the Rats, the RFs, yeah, he's, Brian De La Cruz. Now that Ender Inciarte has played a game for the Mets, yes. Brian De La Cruz he is, is 100% the king of the Rats. This guy might not be a major leaguer if it wasn't for playing the Mets. But on the flip side of that, if he played the Mets for 162 games a year, he would win the MVP. Oh, no doubt. And probably go to the Hall of Fame. John, what was the sad about his extra base hits against the Mets? He has 30 extra base hits this year, and 11 are against the Mets. It's like Rodolfo it's, Castro. 15 career home runs, 5 against the Mets. At least he's good. Yeah, at least Rodolfo's a player a little bit. Like, Remember Gerard Encarnacion back in yeah, June? Oh, my yeah. God, yeah. I mean, the, the Marlins are just sprinkled with these guys that are really, really unimpressive that Play well against own the Mets. the Mets. But one of them who did not own the Mets this series, which I want to shout out because he's also a rat, John Birdie, four strikeouts, 0 yes. for 5 today. How about that, John? Better. Pray on, Praying on your downfall. There we go. Praying on your downfall. <laughs> playing shortstop, too. He's playing short? Oh, he's playing shortstop the last two games. What happened to Miguel Rojas? I didn't even realize he didn't play today. Yeah, yeah. thank God. Yeah, he, he's another Matt killer who's unimpressive. Miserable. Hey, but, hey, hey, oh, hey, Miguel Rojas is a huge <laughs> fan of Giraffe Nick Mark. Didn't even rank him in my shortstop rankings because that's how little I care about him. Yeah, so then we got to the sixth inning after Brian De La Cruz hit home run. Mets are down 2-0. Brian De La Cruz also hit a single in his first at-bat of the game. It. Roped a single. And he comes up again in the sixth with after there was a leadoff walk by Taiwan Walker and he was left in allowed to double to Brian De La Cruz. And yeah. we, it was it was very frustrating because it felt like like the third ish start in a row where Taiwan Walker just see it was led, led, like a little he, too long. And this was this was his best start of the last three. So I will say that. Like yes. he looked the best, most swings and misses. Like he looked very good in this one. But just he was he, it's always a little bit too long for Taiwan. A little bit too much leash. And the Mets wound up give Seth Lugo wound up giving coming in giving up the inherited run. And it was a really deflating feeling. Yeah, I mean, listen, now that the Mets won, it happens. Yes, but, but we, I, would, we, I would like to so guys reference it. Process. We're process guys here. The process there was a, little, was a little all over the place, but hey, they won, so again, yeah. but yes, worth referencing. But then after this happened, things started to get crazy. I want to shout out one guy who we were able to see from the visiting Spanish broadcast. Yes. Up the third base line, he just like took off his hat, like turned around to the section, was like, what are we doing, everybody? And he got a very, very loud Let's Go Mets chance started. I really actually think it kind of changed the tie of this game. Along with Mark heading into the freezer, grabbing the rally bun, it lives. It lives. Put it in his left hand. Immediately after those two things <laughs> happen, Wado Escobar comes up, it's a two-run home run. As soon as I and step we're right back, back in, in the game. As soon as I step back into the booth with the rally bun in the left hand, although I switched it later on in the game. But you, you got to know you're, gotta know when you're hot. You need a heat check. Left hand like that can't always be working. But, yeah, I mean, the, the rally bun, this was a do-or-die game for the rally bun. Just like it, it felt was. like a little bit for the Mets. It, it felt was. like the most important game of the year for the Mets. It was 100% the most important game of the year for the rally bun because without this comeback, without this success that the Mets had, it was going right in the garbage. I was ready to incinerate that thing. I was like, we again, we flew too too high to this or close to the sun. We didn't pull it out for this episode. It's back in the freezer. It's got to cool off. It's hot. Yeah. It, it did a lot tonight. You put it in the worked freezer, a lot of cool magic. Off. Yeah. Got to cool it off a little bit. But, 
Man, the rally button. I'm shaking it, shaking it. It is. It works. It's in rough shape. Yo, it's torn apart. But what was it, Josh? Uh, the graphics guy, Josh? Yeah, Rosen. He, yes, Josh Rose. What's his last name? Rosenman. Rosenman. Okay. Right? That's correct. Oh, nice. Yes. Okay. I, I'm, I don't remember the last names. but Nine hot dogs. I still got it. Yeah, nine hot dogs. <laughs> You're normally not good with the names either. No, I'm terrible. What, maybe hot dogs make maybe these nitrates. I need some nitrates. It gives you, it's naturally occurring in I gotta the air. Like, I gotta take hot dog pills in the morning. But he was saying that if the Mets win the World Series, his wife is great with resin. <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to put the, the rally button in some resin. <laughs> we were like, where do you get resin? He was like, wherever. A- Amazon. I like, don't think it's that kind of... Resin. No, no, no okay. of course. <laughs> okay. What do you do? Who do you think you are? It's 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 messed it's messed up after night or after dark here. It's midnight. <laughs> messed up after night. Mess, mess, I'm just putting it up. out there in case anyone was confused about. Oh it. my messed god! Up midnight. That's what it is. That's why you need like two mature podcast hosts to keep a wild card like John grounded. Got to keep John it's ridiculous. Check. First time we met John, all buttoned up. It's really loosened them up. Giving us stats now. John's comfortable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it though. I like it, John. We oh, like yeah. we like loose John. Here. Oh my god! Then this game went on. We ended up getting all the way. What was it? The eighth inning when he got the single. Yeah, I can't remember. Take it. Oh yeah, I'll take it. We had Nito. I mean, like, no, but this happened after. Nito's oh, after. Yeah, no, Eduardo eighth Escobar. Yeah, got that big hit in the eighth inning, which is just nice little. Like little dribbling single, it, it worked. Three walks, it was yeah. so incredible. It worked. It got us the runs that we needed. Thank God, Don Mattingly used three different pitchers. Yeah, thank goodness. He, he really, oh, what a Mattingly botch job as always. I love it. it was I such a botch job. Absolutely love it. Eduardo Escobar, just exactly what we said. Yeah, exactly what we said from I the mean, start of the year. I, I want to call attention to this because it's something that a listener shouted us out for a few weeks ago, saying he's been with us for a while. Yes. I'll, I'll scroll and get the name because Marco shits me for not getting the names. Yeah, you love shouting out guys that you don't have. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It was uh, Rob Colonna. Okay, Rob. Rob Colonna. What's up, Rob? How's that you far down? But as of right now, we sit here in September 29th because after midnight, Eduardo Escobar has 20 home runs, 68 RBIs, and 105 WRC plus. Exactly <laughs> what we said it was going to be at the end of the year: 20, 70, 105. Yeah. And that's exactly what he does every single year. And you know what? Whether it's here or somewhere else, we'll probably do it again next year. 100%. He's just done it's it. two-year contract, actually? Two-year contract. Okay, so here. Two-year contract. We'll do it again. We'll do it again here for the Mets. I mean, he's just... It's he's, unbelievable. The guy the guy is like water. He just he goes out and plays baseball, and he does it. Exactly what it is. And, and I, every Mets fan was just hating on him early in the season. That up. I was about just to bring that up. Yeah. Everyone was so ready to write them off, saying he couldn't do it. And we were like, guys, it's, this is what he does every year. So he got right back to the spot. He got right back to the spot. And he pulled... There was a great callback on SNY's Twitter tonight. From the interview, that was what, May, June? It was June 22nd when Eduardo Escobar, after a rough game, spoke to the media at his locker and said, one day I'm going to give them reasons to cheer for me. Boy, oh boy, were they cheering big time for Eduardo Escobar tonight. He was unbelievable. I mean, he he put the team on his back. He carried them. Single-handedly won the game. Five RBIs, the Mets scored five runs. Especially in a game where, while Pete Lindor had both been very hot, they both had a couple poor at-bats late in the game with men on. Jeff McNeil also had a, a situation where he swung at the first pitch after walks and mile yeah. visit and it was Richard a, Blyer first pitch. Yes, it was he, he was very frustrated. And like it wasn't it wasn't really the worst idea because it was it was a pitch to hit. It's just like ex, that sometimes it happens. You can do everything right in baseball so not get the result you want. But for Eduardo Escobar to pick everybody up. It was it's unbelievable to have a guy like that on the roster who would things are going wrong and things went wrong for him so long this year, things would be finally be going right and he can literally carry you. I've got some good Eduardo Escobar trivia for you guys. Unless yes. you saw it on the board tonight, if you did, say it. We were busy making hot dogs. That's true. Yeah, running right. around. So Eduardo Escobar, James, as you mentioned, hit his 20th homer of the season. Mm-hmm. He is now the fifth active switch hitter with at least five seasons of 20 or more home runs. That's a lot. Do you guys know the other four? That are active. Active. Okay. Ooh. Active switch hitters. Active All right. Sw- and there switch aren't hit- that many these days. Francisco Lindor. That's one. Yep. It's not Jorge Polanco because he hasn't played that long. That was a name that immediately came to my head. I can't believe that was the one that came to your head. Who's some switch hitters? Yeah, I know. Switch hitters. Jose like, Ramirez? Yes. That's, two. that's a good call. Look at you getting all these. Are the hot dogs your thing? I might just have to eat nine hot dogs a week. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not in one day. Maybe in just one you week. Probably consult with the doctor first before you go ahead and do <laughs> I that. I mean, if we were really going down the superstitious bandwagon here. Yeah, I mean, I have to start eating some hot dogs. <laughs> gotta eat nine hot dogs. Next time the Mets are down four nothing, <laughs> I gotta eat nine. <laughs> gotta eat nine hot dogs. I gotta go to the chemist, put them on, put them on the grill. <laughs> Who else is a switch hitter? I know we're like missing some really, really obvious guys that I just can't even slightly think of. There's gotta be an outfielder. Gotta what would be an outfielder? There's gotta be one outfielder. I don't know, John. Tell me, it's twelve twenty. All right, um, Yasmani Grandal. Oh yeah, wow. tough one. never would have guessed. Tough him. one. And the guy with the most seven times. Carlos Santana. Oh, oh I yeah. for, always forget to switch hither. Those are we all gettable names. Yes, but never in my life would I've guessed either of them. Not this time of night. Not this time of night. And daytime. You got to give me like fifteen minutes. Give me a sporkle quiz. <laughs> I can do it. You're, you're putting me on the spot here. 
quick 30 seconds, miss those. I'm, I'm upset with that, though. Jose Ramirez and uh, Francisco, good pulls. Yeah, former Francisco, teammates. I mean, that was easy. Yeah, that was an easy one. I yeah. just, uh, my mind went blank. Switch hitters not, are like unicorns now. Not enough hot dogs. Not enough hot dogs. That's what it is. I didn't get enough nitrates in me. Yeah. <laughs> also, around this time of the game, coincidentally, we all got news that Coolio, yeah. the rapper, passed away. John didn't, didn't know who Coolio was, but Coolio's a legend. Gangster's Paradise, one of the greatest rap songs voyage. of all time. Keenan and Kel, yeah, ran when the when intro found, for it. When I found out about that, I was like, "Oh, okay." That's You're like, the "Oh, guy. that's who Coolio yeah. is." Guy with crazy hair, yeah, crazy hair. He Coolio was the man. Coolio has one of the greatest rap songs of all time in Gangster's Paradise. One of the most recognizable rap songs, without a doubt, of all time. Shout out DJ Razor for playing a bunch of Coolio, hundred percent during late late game. Game turned around too. As game well. really turned. We want won it for Coolio. Win for Coolio. I mean, Coolio's a legend, so. Thomas, Thomas Nilo almost did win this game after this happened. He put the ball about three feet below the orange line, straight away center field. The whole crowd thought it was out. We thought it was out. It was so weird, too, because they were playing so far in on him. Like, Brian De La Cruz got one of the worst reads ever. Again, just further proof of <laughs> kind of player Brian De La Cruz is. But the Willis guy of the league. He was playing so far in, and then the read he got was crazy, and he kind of sold it as if he was tracking it, and then all of a sudden it just hit the wall. Like, I was like, is he going to be camped under it? That's look crazy. At, look at this picture Coolio, of Coolio, by the way. That's Coolio, while insane. he was going bald later in life, he just got, like, a tattoo up the middle of his head. It looks like, I don't even know, like, ice ice picks. Yeah, I don't know. Arrows, yeah. some kind of a, some kind of an Arctic arrow. And he still kept his patented, like, sticking up corners. Yeah, the braids out the top right here. Yeah. But Tomas Neal putting that ball off the top of the wall for a double. He thought that thing was gone. I thought that thing was so gone. He if it was gone, it would have won the estimate. Tomas Nito mets up bump. Mets up, Bob. He's still living the Mets up, Bob. Dude's still swinging the, the bat well. Yeah. Still swinging the bat well, still playing great defense. And unfortunately, we didn't do anything that inning. No. Kind of got stuck there. But you could feel a little bit of a rally coming. Moves us to the 10th inning there. Also because Edwin Diaz came in, trumpets were high, struck, struck out, out the, the side, side, almost had an immaculate inning. Yeah, he was unbelievable. He's so sick. He's the man. We know that. And then the 10th inning, Drew Smith coming in. I went outside and took a phone call with my girlfriend. As we're celebrating our two-year anniversary, and uh -huh. as we were uh, <laughs> talking on the phone, all the good things were happening. Yes. I was like, Anna, we are not hanging up this phone. We are staying. Drew Smith came in and really lit the world on fire. He touched 97 and a half miles an hour with his fastball. He was he was ripping sliders left and right. He got two whiffs with each pitch. He only threw 15 pitches, and he had four whiffs on six swings. He looked borderline unhittable. He was facing not like not great hitters, it's of course. Marlins. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I believed in what I was seeing over there. Dude, how... How how massive would it be to have that version of Drew Smith ready to go? Not even I'm not even going to just say the playoffs. This series in Atlanta coming yeah, up Friday I mean, night would be immensely valuable to have a guy like him because really when he is like that, his stuff is just so insanely good. I mean, it's been a while, but we forget that he was basically the seventh slash eighth inning guy all through April, May, and part of the June, and he was hot. Yeah, at and times he got he took over the eighth inning role. Yeah, when, before, when we were still trying to figure out if it's Lugo Adovino, yeah, him, he took over eighth inning at a lot of times. And I'll give Adovino the credit also. He, he pitched well in this game as usual, two he, strikeouts, and he just stepped up a lot when Drew Smith did initially go down a few months ago, big time. Yeah, but just to have another right-handed weapon who's breaking off sliders with 97, 96 mile an hour fastballs, you can't you can't really underestimate that. No, I mean. Absolutely awesome, and then of course the game ends in the tenth inning with Eddie Esco bombs again, just doing his thing, getting a hit for us, and the Mets win. Cano almost put that ball down the I line. Know, I know oh, was, the ball boy up. put a hand up, and then messed he went, up. oh, and then Cano mm. went, oh, that was messed up. That was yeah, messed kinda, up. I was really hoping for the bunt there. I really wanted to see a bunt. What you wanted to see a bunt? The only time a bunt is mathematically feasible is when it's a tie game in extra innings. There's a man on second with nobody out. You see, because the second run doesn't matter. So giving up the out is does, is insignificant as opposed to getting the guy to third base with only one out. Especially with a contact oriented guy like McNeil up next, who always makes contact. But then you kind of, I kind of felt like if that was going to happen, then they would have actually just walked McNeil and Escobar. Yeah. So it could have been counterintuitive. Then it might not have worked. Yeah. So but it kind of hey. makes sense they didn't do it. It's all right. Listen, you know, do you see that? And about they still the, walk McNeil. You see that sad about the Braves the other day? What? About sacrifice bunts? No. They have not laid down a sacrifice bunt this year. They would be the first team in Major League history to do so. That's kind of baller. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Especially because Brian Snicker, like, for sure, probably loves a sacrifice bunt. Yeah, but someone gave Brian Snicker Excel, like, June of last year, and now he's like, oh, my God, <laughs> he's that, I figured it out. It makes managing so much easier when you use numbers. Oh, my God. Also, the Mets had 18 strikeouts as a team on Wednesday night. Dominant. Just cruising through the Marlins hitters. Again, Taiwan was big with that also. All these relievers as well. The Mets are 10-2 in extra inning games this year, too. Yep. That's unbelievable. It's awesome. That shows that you have very good bullpen, you have very good situational hitting, which I think are actually hilariously two of the Mets' biggest strengths this year. Clutch. Yes, clutch. Clutch people, gene. People like to throw around the Mets not being clutch. Yeah. Then into an extra inning games. And as all this was happening, the Braves wound up losing the games to the Nationals. It was bliss. 
CJ Abrams, who didn't run out of the dribbler, oh. where a bad throw was made, wind up getting the big hit in extras to spur in the victory. Did he really? Yes. Oh my god, you I was about know to know that. No, because I was on the phone. Oh yeah, I you were on the phone. I was that. about to say, did they pull him? Because he deserved to be pulled. No, but he game. won the game. Good. Okay. I don't remember if he scored the run or got the RBI, but he did one of them. He made up for all all his his ill intentions he got the or hit. whatever. Yeah. Okay. And this he got the hit. Thank, Thank you, Mendez. Appreciate and that. Also, John had a crazy, crazy stat that he wants to drop. Also, he had a nugget. In Ooh, the chat. You okay. missed it. He told us in the office, but it's going to be fresh to you. So, John, tell us your Eduardo Escobar nugget from the game. <laughs> the nugget? Yeah. Eduardo Escobar is the first Met with at least five RBI in a game and the walk-off RBI since Bobby Bonilla. Wow. In the second game of a doubleheader on July 8th, 1993. He's the, se- he's the third Met to ever do it. Um, and another one, a bonus one. Switch That's with well. five plus RBIs in a game while driving in all of the team's runs. Francisco Lindor last year did it. Robinson Cano did oh, it geez. in 2019, his three homer game. Okay. Yeah, Robinson Cano. Jay Bruce <laughs> did it against the Phillies. That in Robinson Cano, that was the game I was moving. I moved out of Columbus that day. I was driving literally by myself with all my stuff in my car, going halfway across Getting the Getting ready to live in Astoria and then the birth yeah. of the messed up podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Low, low key. That's when the Mets kind of got hot in 2019. Super hot. That was a yeah, fun, that was a fun yeah, section. That's and when that, it all turned around. That was an awesome Mets team, too. I think about that team a lot, actually. Foolish baseball. 86 wins. Friend, friend yeah. of mine, YouTuber, he made a video about that 2019 Mets team that they were one of the best offensive teams, but they just weirdly couldn't get the hits when they mattered. Yes. But all their stats across the board were elite. Incredible. Yeah. Every single one. There and that no, rotation was amazing, too. Carlos Beltran did this. That makes Todd sense. Todd Zeal was the first to hey. do this. And Eduardo Escobar, Let's the sixth man to do this. Friend of the show. Todd Zeal. He also reached 600 career RBIs tonight. Nice. Which is kind of a footnote, but when he hit his two-run home run, uh, that gave him 600 and 601. So, huge night for Eduardo Escobar. Mark mentioned it. Um, the soundbite when, I mean, look, he was kind of public enemy number one with this fan base for a while. Hey, listen, yeah, but there's a lot of the public enemies number one with the Mets fan hand, base. Hand up, too. We talked about that we thought he should have played a little bit less. So, hand up. That's but sure. Also, there is a little, probably some truth to the fact that him playing less kind of reinvigorated this little last stretch for him. I also think... He's older. I also think that, Legs. like, weirdly enough, that injury that he had almost, like, allowed him to, like actually recover he was probably feeling a little bit tired from the season probably a little bit banged up he's a veteran you know that guy's not going on the il unless he physically cannot play so i think that rest another thing that reinvigorated him he has 24 rbi this month that's that's, that's a lot of rbi what is he on but is he my win player of the month he might win player of the month. I mean, he's, probably gonna, he's probably going to be Pujols for hitting 700 home runs. Yeah, but. or Aaron Judge for having the sixth most single-season home runs in Major League history. Yeah, tied for it. Two <laughs> leagues. Two leagues, in there. two leagues. Seventh, seventh, seventh. Oh, oh, you're talking about Judge's fake record? No, it's not a fake record. He's the seventh most home runs in a regular season. Uh, well, do we start counting seventh place finishes and anything? No, I'm just mentioning. Oh, okay. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. I just wanted to and make Jack sure. And John Carl stands 10th. Yeah. <laughs> a couple years ago. <laughs> the best power hitter on the Yankees. Yeah. No, I can't even say that. Judge is better, but. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. The trolling can only go so far. Pete's 28th all time. Yeah, it's not that far off. It's not that far off. It's not that far. Off. What's the there. difference? Eight home runs. It's like three yeah. touchdowns. No, three. What? Eight and three touchdowns. Seven and twenty-eight. Oh, I thought you meant between fifty-three and sixty-one. No, 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 no. Seventh and twenty-eight. Three touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, it just—it's Eduardo Escobar stepping up is monumentally important. Really Huge. cool, also for him to be on the field, give that post-game little conversation with Steve Gelbs. Just. Basically, shout out the fans. Show off the frosted tips. Yeah, which that's a big I'm hot move. That's a heat check right there. Yeah. Like you get you feeling yourself. You get frosted tips. I feel like Eduardo's how old? Thirty three. I'm so gonna guess. When was he born? Because wasn't that was like hot in like the late nineties, early two thousand? Thirty three. Right? Got it. Bang. So he was like he was born eighty nine. Okay, so he was so like he, eleven or twelve in the like late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, like that's it's that a little sense. weird that Eduardo Escobar is only seven years older than us. Wait. I don't like... Eduardo was only two years older than John. Ooh. He's been illegal. Eduardo Escobar's been playing Major League Baseball since 2011. How, how old are we in 2011? 15? Yes. Wow. Yeah. He was, the, he was he 22. Was, he was a pitcher also when he was first discovered in the uh, in Venezuela. No. He did, John. Yeah. There's, there's no way that... that fake, he was. That fake, are you serious? Eduardo Escobar in 2016 as a 17-year-old between the Orioles He's and White Sox organization... You guys doubting me? Through two games. Now, did he like... Oh, uh, that was in 2011. I uh, hit 2006. Wait, hold on. Yeah, he was scouted as a pitcher. Wow, interesting. I've read the Diamondbacks media guide more than most people. <laughs> that makes so, sense. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're Johnny Numbers, Johnny Stats, Johnny Kirkchen, Johnny Facts. Johnny Facts. We got just nickname. You just add John, Johnny, and words. Easy one. Yeah. Johnny but, Lentils today. <laughs> all this is said and done. We could have fun here and talk all night. The Mets are one game ahead of the Atlanta Braves, Huge. heading to Atlanta for the series that we've circled for months. 
since the beginning of the year. Basically, I since, think, I basically think since our, opening day. I think our first episode, yeah. we talked about <laughs> previewing the series, to that. and we pinpointed the series in Atlanta <laughs> whoever wins. in September, October, and said, whoever wins that series is going to win the division. If I'm being honest, I didn't think we'd have 98 wins and they'd have 97. No, yeah. That's the craziest part of this whole thing, for sure. I thought it had been like 88, 89 kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and when it would like stretch out there at 92, 93, but alas, here we are. We just this is it. We played this whole series season for nothing. We just got to win two out of three. Yeah, no, it's abs- possibly three out of three and clinch and and spray champagne all over their locker room, which would be fantastic. Uh, now, before we do talk about this Brave series in full, we do have the estimate to talk about. We yeah. briefly mentioned it at the oh beginning that you you've really choked it away here. I, I I can't believe the extra innings actually screwed me. Yeah, the extra innings completely screwed you because <laughs> you would have hit the nail right on the head. But yes. instead, your boy Mark one away, bang seven. I mean, seven's been a hot number for me. You gonna take it on this next one here? I I, I don't even know. Actually, seven doesn't make sense really for the next one. Well, what's the next one here, John? What do we got? I'll tell you in a sec, but I also want to mention one thing. When Don Mattingly was ejected from Tuesday's game after the Richard Blyer uh, balk fest, which Got to mention that. that. Completely forgot about that. To do it hours after Rosh Hashanah ends. By the way, Happy New Year to all the listeners out there celebrating. Um, Hell yeah. Didn't mention that last episode. But he gets ejected, and then a pitching change is made because Blyer is obviously not in the game anymore. Yeah. And that does not go to Don Mattingly's no. ledger. Yes. So he had one less pitching change than he actually could have. So you lucked out there, James. Oh, I know. I was banking on that, lost. too, for tonight because he had literally seven pitchers had to pitch in tonight's game. <laughs> For me to lose. And Jesus Lazardo was cruising. <laughs> he so threw, I was like, there's no way. <laughs> Jesus Lazardo threw six and he used six pitchers for four innings. I can't even imagine. And the extra inning, too. Like, imagine this game going to extra innings. Yeah, I know. With me with the hot dogs and this estimate. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Well, you know, sometimes, it's do, cr- do a little managing. Listen, you know? <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy how often I win in my life that I have to lose these stupid things. When you're hot, you're hot. When you're not, you're not. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, races are heating up all over the place. The Phillies are now just a half, half a, game a game ahead of the Brewers. God, I would... I would not. I want them out of the playoffs. Yeah, don't want to see them. out of the playoffs. Don't Get Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler as far away from City Field as humanly possible. Oh man, well this, this is a crazy week of baseball we have left. Like even if you're like not necessarily like a Mets fan, if you're just a fan of baseball, this week with the the races coming down, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be sick. It's gonna be unbelievable. Like how many times do you have? The two be- two of the three best teams in baseball and the Mets and Braves battling it out in one of the last series of the year to win it in what is so valuable to win the NL East this year. And yeah, literally, whoever whoever doesn't come out in this series is going to have significantly worse odds of reaching the World Series. Especially because if it rains, there's a chance that they could play the Thursday before the wild card starts. Yes. And whoever loses that and becomes the wild card team is at a severe, severe disadvantage. Because you're going to throw a race that day. Yeah, you have to. Oh, my God. I can't even. And you're also probably going to throw your your other best pitch of the day before that. You're probably also going to use a lot of your bullpen. You're going to do whatever oh you can God. to win that game. They almost, I can't, they can't get a game in that day. It's almost better off the doubleheader on Sunday. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I, how I feel I about don't this. Know. It's just like, that's you can't start a wild card, a playoff series without an off day in between. It's animal. It, it is animal. It's inhumane. It's very, it's, it's, it's bad luck, bad luck. John, well, I think that fits perfectly into the estimate now. Yeah, so... You guys were alluding to it, and for all the listeners who are asking, like, why would they play Thursday? Well, the weather's not looking great. It's looking pretty Atlanta. bad. And by the way, we obviously are thinking about all our friends down in Florida right now. Absolutely. Of course, and, and, and Puerto Rico. And Puerto Rico and, and, Cuba, Puerto Rico. and, and Cuba. That's correct. Um, so, yeah, a lot is up in the air um, as we embark on what you guys said. was, I mean, this is the biggest Met series since probably... What, 08? The closing of Shea? I don't uh, know. The World Series? Well, regular season I'm talking about. Biggest regular season series since, Uh, yeah, 2008, the last week. That Phillies one, I know it wasn't necessarily because of the Phillies, but that... In 2015? No, in 16. Oh, Cabrera, Cabrera, Ramos, walk-off. But I think the difference in that is I think we all knew that that Mets team, while they got hot and while everything was good, there wasn't really a ceiling on the way that season was going to end. Robert Gasselman was really carrying us as a starting pitcher. Seth Lugo, Drupal Cabrera. Yeah, Rivera hitting big Yeah, TJ Rivera. Those weren't weren't players that were really going to carry you to a pennant. The difference is this team... Like the pieces are there, yeah. This and good. and the 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 likelihood of of going far is going to swing dramatically this weekend. Also, probably we know. 20, probably twenty fifteen against the Nationals. So yeah. probably but that was ones. there was so much time in that season left, like, so it doesn't have the same magnitude. I this guess. is we are playing a three game playoff for the division. You know what I will say too? That national series, I, I still think that's probably bigger. The biggest that was one like August, but uh, it was Labor Day weekend. That was that yeah. was to like kill the Nationals. That wasn't like sure. to get ahead. That was just to just make them re. Crawl down. Was it rollover? Yeah, rollover. Roll over. That's what I'm but it's all, that was, there, was so, there was so much time that's left in that season. I really can't compare it. Like I think those series at the end of 2008 
are the most recent ones. I think about also the ones in 2007, especially yeah. that Marlins series at Shea. No, don't talk about it. I mean, it was bad. Yeah, well, Marlins but, are done now. But, but this is head-to-head with the team that you can, can beat here. I'm yeah. agreeing with you. Yeah, like this yeah. is I, – I honestly put this above all of those other series – and it's really such a shame that there's so much uncertainty in terms of weather, which obviously is out of everyone's control. And we know that all the decision makers will make the best decisions. And there's a lot bigger things in baseball of course, as well at the end of, of the course, day. Of course. But, you know, the question that America is wondering is who's going to be wearing this tuxedo. So, yes. Because America. I, I, have America. A chan- I have a chance. Other this countries is this is too. I have a chance to end it. Yeah. That is correct. So here's some paper. I'll rip this and I'm one. sure we'll figure out some fun stuff to do for the postseason. Yeah. Um. But yeah, with so much uncertainty, this episode's estimate is going to be how much time will be spent in rain delays. And so you might be saying, okay, well, what if they don't cancel a game and there's a delay and then the game is postponed? Does that count? The answer? Yes. Yes. From the scheduled start time to when the game is, is, is postponed. Interesting. Yeah. And the timestamp, the way we will track this, is the timestamp from when the Braves' Twitter account... Oh. puts out the tweet saying game is postponed. Wait, I think that's a fair way of doing so. Do you guys agree? John, you just handed this paper nothing to write with. My I have a pencil here too. My, Mendez, my question here is going to be... <laughs> Mendez, our official so is, <laughs> writing utensil, man. Let's say the Braves announce a rain delay at 6 o'clock. The game starts at 7. Yeah. Are we counting it from 6 or are we counting it, it from 7? It has to be from 7, right? It has to be from 7, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And also, if they do start... Um, Thank you. Oh, time like, of delays. Pen. That is a good it's one. It's got some weight to it. <laughs> what a pen. Time of delays are tracked, and they're posted on MLB.com. What do I do here? So it'll be there. So the math will all be there for us. Twist. Definitely a twist. Okay. That's okay. a twist, yeah. Oh, I didn't see the line. Yep. All right. Good pens are twist. Yeah. I have, yeah, the heavy pens are twist. You yeah, think, I, you I, think have, I own I, pens? You don't own any pens? I don't think so. I think I have a... You own no pens? I don't... Do you write anything down? Not really. You don't send your girlfriend letters? Yeah. No. No, tons God, of letters. God forbid. No. I, actually, you know what? I do have one pen. I have one pen because that's what I use for the estimate <laughs> when I'm at <laughs> when home. And I honestly, I have no clue where I got it. Not a clue. It's um, like like a bank pen. It's like, like a, de- it's like a dentist pen. Oh, yeah. That, that's yeah. a good move. MD. What are they called? What's a DD, dentist? They're DD. DDS. 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 Are, you yeah. an, are you an anti-dentite? Oh, I dent, don't even get me started. When's the last time you went? I brush my teeth every day. I don't need to go. Okay. Do you, do you floss? I floss once in a blue moon. A when, blue I have, moon. when I have floss and I see it, I'll use it. When's the last time you flossed? Don't know. Don't know. Don't I, know. That's that's more than a blue moon. Yeah. But when was the last time I went to the dentist, Mark? I need to know. Real? Yeah. Probably pre-COVID. Like what? Like 2018? No, There's I think like 2019. I think when I came home from college, I went and saw the dentist immediately, and they said, "Wow, your teeth look fantastic." Don't come back. We don't. We don't have <laughs> don't to come back. We don't have to see <laughs> you for six of a, months. You're too good of a customer. <laughs> you know what happened in six months? COVID. And then, I mean, like, listen. I know we might have some dentists, so I won't share all my my theories of, on dentistry. But if you theories, brush, but if, you have theories, have on, theories dentistry. on dentistry. <laughs> have theories. But if you brush your teeth every day, you take care of your teeth, you're good. Your teeth don't hurt. You're fine. Your teeth mm. don't hurt. I don't know. I like going to the dentist. I think you like going to the dentist. Not that I like going. Not that I like going to the dentist, but I like getting checked and making sure everything's okay. Okay. You know I, mean? I like not having cavities. Yeah. Fair. I don't have cavities. You see how much sugar I eat too. I yeah, never get cavities anymore. Not chips though. Chips even it out. Yeah, <laughs> the, the sodium the potato, the the sodium potato fills content. In. The only thing <laughs> that potato coating on your back teeth. I will say, uh, orthodontist. <laughs> now that's something you should go to. You got to fix those teeth. You got to get them straight. Yeah. And they also did a great job with my front tooth. That's fake. So, <laughs> shout to orthodontists, <laughs> not dentists. All right, so we're, get, we're guessing minutes. Oh, I haven't even thought about the estimate. I have no idea. I'm, t- I'm totally Time. lost. Yeah, I mean, I would say let's, you know, when we get to 60, All let's right. call it an hour instead of just, you know, continuing to count minutes. If you want to put it in minutes, I can I can translate it to hours yeah. and minutes. Yeah, John, John's a smart. He's Johnny Numbers. He, he can run the hours to minutes. Yeah, we can. The hour to minutes conversion? Yeah, we, we can make that happen. I'm so lost here. Orthodontists are tough, though. I'm not a big fan of the orthodontist. Although, you know, it's it's necessary. I don't really enjoy any of them, but, like, I got to raise yeah. up. You know, what the, you know what the orthodontist really got me and my family on, though? The palate expander. Dude, yeah, I was about I to the say. expander, too. Now, expanders, that's a scam. Did the, you have the, the gap? Key. Did you have the gap? Of course. Oh, the, my gosh. Yeah, the key. And you know what's really messed up, too? I actually that, needed one because all of my front teeth, okay. all of my teeth were, like, on top of each other forever. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the palate expander helped me a lot. See, for me... The key every day. It was that supposed, was awful. To, oh it was supposed God, to fix my overbite, to which it, like, maybe... Slightly did teeth talk with the Mets stuff podcast. Talk. Yeah, this is what happens when it's twelve forty five at night. I already got my number. Think about your number. Uh, why I got nothing? Yet. Why we talk uh, teeth? Pontificate. 
It's a good word. You like that Defecate, one. Yeah. A shout out to the Howie interview that we did as well. Uh, there was some sorry about that guys. Technical yeah. difficulties, but it's out. Go to the feed. Go to the YouTube channel. The Howie Rose interview is out. We're gonna promote it a lot now because lot. we didn't get to promote it the way we normally do. No, but it's really awesome. Everything sounds great now. I know if you listened to the YouTube video or earlier this morning, it was a little bit messed up, but go check it out now after you listen to this. It's fantastic how he's the man. But yeah, the palate expander was supposed to fix the overbite and it gave me the gap, but because of my fake tooth, my teeth are always going to separate in the front. So it does nothing. It doesn't do me anything. So palate expanders. You went through all that for nothing? Yeah. And like, you know what the worst part was? Being in middle school and you you have the palate expander in with the massive gap and then you have the lisp. Not that yeah. like, not that I had any troubles in middle school, but like, just having the <laughs> the troubles in middle school. Yeah, I think you you might low key peaked in middle school. Yeah, oh, 100 percent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, big time peaked in middle school. Big time. I'm doing pretty well now. I mean, work for the Mets. No, it's, it's good now. That's, I think that's the Talk new about peak. The, like the adolescent peak, like oh, the the, yeah. the school peak, the child peak. Yeah, child peak. Yeah, that's 100. Good child. Seventh peak. grade was a great year. I haven't even begun to peak. I think I I think I had three home runs in one game in Cooperstown <laughs> awesome. in seventh grade. Wow. Yeah. So that was definitely the peak. You got your number? No, I have nothing. You just got to take a stab. I, know, at I'm not, I can't even think. Um, think of a number. Let the nitrates Your answer do. cannot be hot dog. Let the nitrates do the work. Come on. You got this. Thinking. Any number. He's writing for all those listening. All right. I've got my number. <laughs> Me too. All right. Show it. Show it. Three, two, one. 26. 69 minutes. 26 nice. minutes. Nice. Very nice. Okay, cool. 26? Yeah. See, I think because of... I was thinking about doing 60, and I went. I decided to go for close to the half hour. Let me tell you what I love. I love you going low there. I yeah, love, no, I, every time I've lost, I've been low. Yeah. Ever since the new system, when you go low, it doesn't look good for you. And boy, do you need this one. You're, I'm already, I've already completely lost in my head. <laughs> it's totally over. You're asking for not a... You're asking for perfect weather almost. Atlanta, you might just get a 20-minute well, rainstorm well, anyway. Is, what I think is going to happen is I think because Friday and Sunday are totally clear. I think they're just going to call Saturday, and they're going to figure out Sunday. Yeah, so, John, if they just call the game, they don't even have it on Saturday. That's zero minutes, that's zero, right? For that's sure. zero minutes, you, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, okay. What, that's what I'm banking on. You also are banking on? No no, no games being delayed at all, just playing. Yeah. It's probably or, unlikely. Or a half-hour delay. Or a half-hour delay. I have delay. up to 45 minutes. Well, you got some time. You got I'll some take space. that. Yeah, you got I'll a take a 45 minutes. For sure. Actually, you probably have a better cushion than what I actually have. You probably are more likely. Yeah, you you need... That's an unlikely number because you need a very number. long delay. And I think that given the circumstances, they're not going to start... Because the, the only day in Jeopardy is Saturday. Okay. Like based on, I mean, well, I think that Friday, could change. Yeah, Friday is a little bit up in the air too. Yeah, Friday is a little bit up in the air, but it seems like it's Friday's more likely, and Sunday seems pretty likely. Okay, all right, sixty-nine versus twenty-four. Nice, twenty-six, twenty-six. Nice. All right, that is the estimate. Yes. we'll see if James can keep it alive, Stay or alive. if I lock it up after being down. Tiebreaker would be a lot of fun. Tiebreaker would be the push-up contest. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we are. I gotta get to the tiebreaker. Really got a tiebreaker. Oh, so it's, I'm kind of like the mess where I have the tiebreaker. Do I have to start prepping? Should I just start working on? Nah, you know what? I'm so confident. I'm not gonna need the push-ups. Go ahead, please, yeah. oh, I won't even practice. This was so big. I could have locked that tiebreaker in with a win tonight. You really could. Unmattingly. Also, like not this game going <laughs> extra innings. Oh my god. Yeah, but you're happy it went to extra innings. I'm happy we won, but we should have won in ninth. Some other little housekeeping things to talk about with you guys. There's some uh, news in terms of watch parties for the Mets games. There's going to be watch parties on Friday and Sunday. Sunday's the big one. Sunday, 630 at the Harry Lemon. Do we know the address of that? Do we know where it is? Uh, Second and B, right? Avenue B, yeah. Second Lower and B. East Side. Okay, Lower East Side, Harry Lemon, Sunday, 630. The Mets, the boys will be there, John included. It should be a hoot of a time. I'll be behaving. Uh, Don't worry about it. Yeah, John's keeping tabs on everybody. It, it, should, <laughs> it, should be, it should be a very fun time. This will be the first time having adult beverages with Jonathan. That's, is that true? Yeah, it's very true. I, I did not drink at Yankee Stadium. No, he didn't. Yeah, I, had, he I, the had car. Keep, I had to keep it kosher. Yeah, John's professional. John was our bodyguard. John's professional. He was making sure that we didn't get out of hand there. We did not. It was not, I, a, I not a game to get out of hand. No. And no, nor do we ever get out of hand. Mets have alternated wins and losses now going back six games. That's an interesting fact. Yeah. Uh, at the at, After the six-game win streak. At the watch parties, there's going to be a DJ. There's going to be giveaways. I don't know what the giveaways are, but you're gonna, free stuff. Who doesn't like free stuff? Yeah. It's going to be Mets alumni. You want to meet old players? That's cool. It's a great way to do it. Mascots, Mr. Met, Mrs. Met, and, I mean, we're going to be there. That's the, we know we're the big attraction. I mean, we're going to be having fun. We're going yeah. to be chatting it up with the fans. Anybody who's out there that wants to talk will be happy Anything, to. Anything, yeah. So uh, come out Sunday night, specifically, at the Harry Lemon. We will 100% be there. We are up in the air on the other dates for our own personal yes. viewing experiences. And it is meaningful because the, the Mets have just recently shuffled the rotation around for these games. Yes. They've moved Jacob DeGrom up to pitch Friday night. Love that. The first game. Love that. I love that especially because that opens him up to pitch another game this regular season. Love that. Whether it be Wednesday or a fateful Thursday that we would hope we don't have to get into for a game that's postponed Saturday. And is Scherzer certain 100% pitching the second game of the series now? It sounds like it. Everything is weather pending. The watch yeah. parties, the rotation, it's all weather pending. 
So I think uh, that's not the cool, best Ian. Way of putting not it. cool. Yeah. Ian. Ian. Hurricane Ian. Hurricane? Okay. Yeah, hurricane Ian. It's a bad hurricane because really it stinks. Yeah. No, it's. I know. Listen, Degrom. Degrom game one though, I really like. Yes. I like setting the tone there. Degrom freed. Wow. I know. We almost had another Max off. But yes. Almost. <laughs> Jacob Degrom against Max Freed. That's. I mean, that's must watch baseball. Not even if you're a Mets fan. If you're yes. a fan and of baseball, a little bit of gamesmanship by the Braves because big bad vibes. There so. was yeah, there was a possibility to move today's game against the Marlins to the afternoon. I don't remember if it was one or four. That's not important. But just so they could get a game in on Thursday because both teams have a coinciding off day, and the Braves said no because Degrom was around five days rest, or he would have been on Max would have been on five. No, Bass would have been on five days yes. rest for that, and then the other guys, Degrom and Scherzer, still would have been good for the rest of the series. But the Braves pitchers would not have been because they have not had the off days this week that the Mets had. I get it, but you know what? The baseball gods remember. Yeah, of course. You don't want to play baseball, they'll remember that for sure. You you want to you want to you know, push it off, avoid. All I know is the Mets, the Mets want to be on the field. It sounds like the Braves don't. Especially after today. I mean, this you really hope that the game, the way the Mets game ended today, you kind of, like, released a lot of these demons It felt like were, like, kind of within them for these two games. Just that, like, that sluggishness, that, yeah. just that, I don't know, the, the anxiousness. Got to make the boys feel loose. Took, you, you, it's like taking your shirt off, having a good time. Yeah, a deep breath. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Everybody lets it out. It's like, man, we can breathe a little bit because it definitely got tight at times. It did. And wonderful Coolio. Yeah, wonderful Coolio. We got Scherzer against two in game two. Apparently, I mean, again, it's all it's all, it's all TBD. It's right, right, and Morton are supposed to okay, be games so two and three pitchers. But I think because that the Braves are on their normal rest, I think that's basically it. And also because these are the three good Braves pitchers right now, with Strider on the IL with a sore oblique. It's so big, that's so huge. That's so big. But all, so good. Uh, yeah. Unlucky is what it is. For it them. is unlucky. It's so unlucky. Uh, don't oh, you hate? John, don't nice. you hate? Don't you hate when you get unlucky? It's the worst to be unlucky. Wow, baseball gods, baseball gods, man. They didn't want to play baseball. And then, because the other guy that pitches in the Braves rotation, I think are Elder right now, Kyle, Kyle Muller, Muller. Just got Paul back up, and Jake Odorizzi, who found a way to lose to the Nationals. Love to find, I'd love to face Jake Odorizzi. Oh, my God. For some relief. Yeah. Oh, I'd be incredible. You, just, you knock Freed out in the third inning. He'll be a pitch today. This is not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, Max Freed's really good. The Braves no, are really good. This Charlie is, Morton is, too. We've, we've gotten to Kyle Wright a few times, which is comforting. But Morton's a big game pitcher. Freed's a big game pitcher. These guys are battle tested. These guys are experienced. These guys have a lot of pitches. They know how to get you out. They're going to do every single thing they can. They're, those guys are grinders. This Athletes. is the series we have been waiting for. 98 wins versus 97. Mets win one. They do get the tiebreaker, which kind of makes their magic number like one less because they can actually technically yeah, tie with the Braves. It's as if we're up two games right now. Yes. Well, if we win. No, right now. I thought we have to win. I'm game saying one. literally this second. Oh yeah, we have to win at least one game. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yes, that's but, I mean we can't. That's not even a conversation. If we don't don't win any of the games. No, 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 no. Of course not. So it's gonna be big. It's gonna be it's gonna be tight. And this it's playoff baseball. This is why this, this is why we watch. This is why we're fans. This is why we're here. This is why you guys are listening to us right now. This is everything we need. Everything we want. And we gotta get it. It all comes down to this. Gonna hopefully be some celebrations this weekend. Yes. Hopefully some good vibes. Yes. Hopefully some home runs by the Mets. Yes. Hopefully a lot of winning. Yep, and hopefully a very relaxing week next week. Otherwise, we got anything else to talk about, boys? I think we basically got everything here. All right, let's wrap it up here, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mets Up Podcast. Remember to follow us on all our social media, at Mets Up on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you're watching the YouTube video, New York Mets YouTube channel, subscribe over there. Drop us a like, why not? And if you're listening to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts, drop us a rating, review, download, and subscribe. Follow James on Twitter at James underscore Shiano. And everybody, keep track of that High Rose interview. It came out poorly the first time, but it's perfect right now. It's, it's, it's going to be up forever. He was awesome. Follow me, at Giraffe Mark. Shout new member of the team, Vito, with us for the first episode. Let's go, Vito. Welcome to the team. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode after the Brave Series. Hopefully we can uh, Hopefully we can record and you hear a bottle pop. That, that, that actually is interesting. We are going to have to record that Sunday night. Yeah. Wow. It's good there. That episode could get wild. Let's just put yeah, it that way. There's, really there's a chance that uh, the boys are feeling themselves. So we'll catch you on the next one. Hopefully good vibes. Peace out, guys. Peace out, guys. See you next time. Let's call Mets. Get up. Get, get up. Get up.